Welcome to Behind the Magic Podcast, the podcast that connects you with those who make magic within the Walt Disney Company. Today's guest is Cassie. She did the Disney College program in spring 2016 and extended into the fall. She was one of my roommates. We lived in Vista Way. She worked in Disney Springs at Trendy, Pin Traders, and Co-op. Now, let's talk with Cassie. Thank you so much for being on Behind the Magic Podcast. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Of course. I'm very excited to have you as a guest. So I'd first off love to know more about what inspired you to apply to the Disney College program. So I had grown up going to Disney quite often. My mom was a huge Disney fan, still is a Disney fan. So I had always dreamed of working for the company. And so when I had discovered the Disney College program, it was the perfect opportunity to not only work for the company, but learn more about how, you know, they run as a company as well as just to literally get your foot in the door. Yeah, it's a great way to get started with the company and work your way up from there. So -hmm. what was your role on the Disney College program? So I received merchandise as my main role. And then I was at Disney Springs, primarily in Trendy. But since we are all in zones in Disney Springs, I was at Trendy Co-op and Pin Traders, but primarily in Trendy for the most part. What does a day-to-day look like for a Trendy cast member? So day-to-day, first thing I would do once I'm clocked in at work is I would walk around and check out all the merchandise because not only would we, we would receive new merchandise quite often, we would also shift where all of the merchandise was in the store. So especially if we got new product and they found a better place to put it or if something that was brand new, especially to the store, they would put it right in the front. So then that way, when you walk in, it's the first thing that you see entering Trendy. Also working the cash register, making sure the back room is stocked, the floor is up kept well, making sure that everything looks neat and tidy. It's show ready. And, you know, talking with guests is a huge part of the role as many other roles are as well. So um, just talking with the guests seeing how their day-to-day is, if they went to the parks, if they're just arriving, especially with Disney Springs, usually it's their first stop before going to the parks or they just finished up with, say, a week at the parks and they're wrapping up with some shopping before heading home. So they have some souvenirs to bring back with them. When you guys would shift the merchandise on the floor, is that something that would happen before guests would enter the store or did you do it um, throughout the day? So all the product would be moved before the day. So when we would get our new shipment in of product at six in the morning, they would go ahead and shift things around in the store, find a great place for it. And if they find that other products are better in other places in the store, so say we have a wall for socks and we get more socks in, we may move it to a different section where we can display all the socks or we could split them up that they're randomly throughout the store, that they're almost like little hidden gems that you'd find, which was always fun. And that's what I loved about Trendy. It wasn't like, here's all the shirts, here's all the pants. Everything was kind of categorized in theme. So -hmm. you would have like a princess boutique area where it was all, you know, more princess merchandise. And then we'd have, you know, say a Lilo and Stitch stand, especially Star Wars, we'd have a huge section just for Star Wars. So all of that would be done before the 
before opening. What would you say was the most popular item that you sold? Probably, I mean, socks we definitely sold a lot of, surprisingly. I do know when we had the chip mug from Beauty Mm -hmm. and the Beast, that sold very quickly. We would have a few shirts that we would sell specifically in large quantities. Mm -hmm. I do know scarves were a huge popularity. And Alex and Ani. Oh, yeah. Always can't forget Alex and Ani. We sold probably most of our, I guess, proceeds would go from Alex and Ani. Did you ever have somebody come and order like a billion Alex and Ani bracelets at one time? I want to say the most was five but i don't think they were purchasing just for Mm -hmm. themselves gifts for you know friends and families but definitely not a rare thing for someone to buy more Mm -hmm. than one alex and ani especially because that's how you wear them and yeah definitely and they look better i think together Mm -hmm. and what about co-op what did you work in all of the little stores within co-op or just a few I actually worked in all of them, especially on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's common that you could be in a shop, like one of the like shops within the store for the entire day, but for the most part, they shift you around. My favorite out of all of them is, was tag. I don't think tags there anymore, or if it is, they moved it to a different section of the store, but that holds a special place because I was lucky enough to open that section. So that was brand new when I was working there. And so I was one of the few selected to work the opening and travel luggage, I guess I was traveling so much. It was always so fun to see the different things that, you know, to have suitcases and all that. But then we would have the Dooney and Burke. Mm -hmm. I definitely worked in, all of the sections. So you worked there the very first day that it was open? For TAG, yes. That's really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I wasn't there for exactly when it opens, when they cut the mm-hmm. ribbon, but I had worked the later shift. So it was definitely a very cool experience. That's really awesome. And what about the phone case store? Did you work in that? And how does that work? I did. So thankfully, I did not, I was not responsible for making the phone cases. I feel like they would not come out in the way that they would expect them to. So really we would just help the guests with the monitors, I guess the iPads that they would Mm -hmm. use to make and customize their iPhones. Any questions in regards to which cases we had for the different phones available and they would select their case. They would have a time period for when the case would be ready, they would come back and pick up their case. And it just like a machine made it in the back and you'd pull it from the back once it was ready? Yeah. So we actually had someone that was working with D-Tech and they would go ahead and make all of the cases Mm. and then they would hand the cases out. So they would come back with their ticket that would say what time. And then the D-Tech technician would hand them their case and they would just go ahead and do that swap. What kind of other booths were in co-op when you were working there? So we'd have the one store that had the Dooney and Borks, Pandora, and then we'd have a whole section for kitchenware. Mm-hmm. So you could find mugs, china type items. Like if you wanted an apron, bath towels, it would all be there in that section. Then you would have where there's t-shirts. Mainly, I guess it was more prominent for men's apparel. So 
if someone was shopping, say a wife shopping for her husband or something like that, like favorite for a father figure, grandfather, whatever it may be, you could go there and find like a t-shirt there that was very popular for men. And then, oh, the art gallery, of course. Wonderground. Um, yes, wonder Wonderground. And there we would sell all the fabulous artwork. Did you have a favorite painting within Wonderground? I did. And I'm horrible and cannot remember who the artist is. And I definitely did. There, I know I can picture it. I just can't picture exactly because I'm kind of blending a couple because there's a few that I liked because of like who they chose to mm-hmm. draw character wise. And then I also had specific artists that I preferred their artwork. I did meet one of the artists. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, I, I can remember their artwork. I can't remember their name. So I'm sure if I did a little Googling, I'd be able to find it out. And last but not least, Pin Traders. What was it like to work in that incredible pin store? Oh, my goodness. Super busy. Pin Traders, especially. It, I remember for me, the adjustment with Pin Traders is how their back room is. So you could pretty much like it's like the center of the mm-hmm. store. So if you imagine a carousel the store is, I guess, where you would all sit and enjoy the carousel. And then the center where all of the mechanics are to control the carousel, that's where the stock room is. Um, And I remember I was just overwhelmed in beginning with the amount of pins because there's so many different pins and then finding them in the back room. But over time, definitely became, I guess, second nature. I enjoyed working at pins. Definitely grew on me um, because I was in Trendy so often I did have favoritism towards trendy that's fair I mean I had favoritism towards one of my stores in my zone (laughs) strong favoritism towards it so I completely get that yeah (laughs) that back room though in pin traders that seems like it'd be a really small room is it a ton of pins in a really tiny space yes and I mean so pins they're small itself so they don't need large amount of space so basically you kind of just pull out you can just imagine a bunch of bins Mm -hmm. all over the place and it's it's a circle and then you have in the center I guess more like stock and things like that like any other things like oh because we also sold those little figures Mm -hmm. I forget the name of them they were very popular Vinylmation Vinylmation yes thank you so Vinylmation these those would be kind of in the center and then all the pins were in section and then we also had magic bands as well so all of the, it would be, say, by Pixar, Princesses, Mickey and Friends. And then all the magic bands are in one area. And then that's all sectioned out as well from just the colors to all the different characters that we then had. Did you find that there was one type of pin that sold more than all the others during that time? Pass holder pins. That makes sense. Exclusive merchandise. Yeah, any of the exclusive merchandise. And I'm not sure about any. I'm sure there was. I just can't recall it. I guess the best answer would be whatever was most popular. So say... Elsa? (laughs) Yes. Like Olaf. So any, like, or any special specialty pin that was put out that was like a limited release. Those will also be extremely popular as well. So... I guess it just depended on the character. Certain characters would be harder to find. Mm-hmm. There was a specific one. It's just not coming to me that I remember everybody would always ask for. And I was like, I'm so sorry <laughs> we're sold out. That's interesting. A pin that sold out like crazy. I'm sure that happens. But in my mind, there's just so many pins. I'm like, they have to have all of them. 
I remember it was the grape candy pin from Up. Oh, the, yeah. The grape soda pin. That one was so popular. Wow. And I remember a lot of people would ask for it and we wouldn't have it. That movie came out a long time before we did our program. That's cool that it's continuing to. Yeah, I think the trend kicked back in, kicked back in with the um, help of the Up what is it called? It's an animal kingdom oh. and they get their little sash yes. and they go around and they collect all of the patches. I think because, you know, you have sash and everything that you wanted the pin. So it made perfect sense. That's a good way to drive marketing, adding in that the whole immersive experience. I didn't even think about it. And now they've even added more like having Kevin walk around in the parks. That was amazing. I remember seeing Kevin for the first time and my friend literally screaming at the top of her lungs, Kevin, when she saw him. And she works there <laughs> and she she knows he he roams around and she she still screamed like a child. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the up love experience it. at Animal Kingdom. It's it's worth visiting Kevin and all of his friends. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. And then, so you extended same role, same location for the fall program as well, but then you also got to work at a few other stores during that time. Where did you work and which one was your favorite? (laughs) So I was sent to the Christmas shop for a good month, I want to say, and it was over Christmas, so it was December. Favorite store by far, to the point where it actually outdid trendy trendy oh wow i had picked up at (laughs) rock and roller coaster tower terror trendy still had like had my heart and then i worked at the christmas shop and i don't know if it was just christmas 24 7 for me the christmas music or the skirts i don't (laughs) know i loved the christmas shop had a lot of fun there i also worked at star wars marvel as well as memories. And then I also had a shift at Disney Quest, which was super interesting, especially because now Disney Quest no longer exists. So very cool to be able to work there. What was it like working at Disney Quest? It was definitely different from other places I had worked, especially for how far Disney Quest is in Disney Springs. So we wouldn't get a lot of foot traffic there. But I definitely thought it was cool to see the merchandise that they had because I never really thought to go out to Disney mm-hmm. Quest and see their merchandise store. It's cool. It's ex- it's a cool experience to be able to see different like cultures within Disney and the different types of merchandise that they have because there's a wide variety out there. I remember they had these little um, charms that would go onto the bracelets. Oh. And I remember not really seeing them anywhere else. So kids could make their own Mm -hmm. bracelets with these charms I thought was super cute. That is really cute. So you mentioned the Christmas store and the skirts. That costume was amazing, (laughs) wasn't it? It really was, yes. (laughs) True Disney princess. I remember there was one of the shifts that I guess I had way too much energy and I was (laughs) singing along to the Christmas music And it must have been a slower day because clearly I didn't have any lines at the register. And I remember just me and a few of the other cast members, we were singing along and twirling in the skirts. It was a great moment. Have you ever worked in the frozen room inside the Christmas store? I have. What's your thoughts on the frozen room? I actually didn't mind it. Okay. I could listen to the frozen... Actually... Maybe without the frozen loop. However, it did give me a good idea of how long I had been inside the room. Yeah. Because 
once you hit the end of the soundtrack. And really, I loved the soundtrack. It's then when you got to the score soundtrack mm-hmm. and there was no lyrics. And I was like, oh, I can't sing along. Because <laughs> guests always love that. I would be singing constantly to the music. <laughs> Frozen Room is has got its, its fans and its foes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, gotta gotta look back and love it now because the frozen room no longer yes. exists. I forget what they have it as now. Nightmare before Christmas. <gasps> See, I would like to work in that room now. There was the corner of the store back in twenty sixteen was Nightmare Before Christmas, the one in like closest to Rainforest Cafe. And now I guess Jack Skeleton mm-hmm. has his own room. He took over Elsa. Gotta go back just to work. Be like I can only work in the Jack Skellington room. <laughs> I wonder what their soundtrack is. We'll have to find out. And if it's shorter or longer than the Frozen soundtrack. Well, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas has a phenomenal soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I think it would probably be the same thing. Their soundtrack and then do the score and then re-loop that. Probably. I wonder if people have different opinions of that room now. Now that it's a different theming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. But I know it's a has that love hate especially because it's so different from like especially the original disney movies back when it was released in 1996 yeah. so actually i think it was 1994 one of those dates so you also mentioned previously working in hollywood studios where did you pick up shifts there so i picked up at tower of terror their merchandise store as well as rock and roller coaster both were great I worked at Tower of Terror first, and they then trained me to work with the photos. I loved that. I loved being able to see or all the photo pictures from guests riding the ride and then seeing them afterwards. And so that was always so much fun. And I just remember also, too, they had they sell bells at Tower of Terror, and everybody likes to hit the bell on their way out. <laughs> but thankfully, my first shift there, they were out of stock of the bells. Oh. And I remember someone saying to me that I was lucky that we didn't have the bells today. <laughs> I was very confused on what they meant until a later shift that there were bells there. And so I remember talking to my mom about it. I'm like, all I know is I'm just never going to hit that bell on my way out ever again. Aww. So now my mother makes the point to hit the bell. And I'm like, going to drive everybody crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the bells are so fun and they're iconic to Mm -hmm. the store. But I think it's just because the room echoes in the photo room. Oh, yeah. So you hear there's so much noise in that room when you initially exit the ride. But there's so much amazing energy. It makes up for it. Like there's so much going on. You're just too excited. That has to be really cool because Tower of Terror, I feel like, is one of those rides that really gets people going. So when they get off, they have to be just all jazzed up and oh yes. Excited about life. <laughs> yeah. And same with Rock and Roller Coaster. It was a blast working there as well because people are getting off the rides. They're just so excited because they're still in the parks and they're and then they want to see their picture too. So and then there's there's some classics that I had seen that definitely made me chuckle. <laughs> What kind of classics are you referencing? Oh my gosh, just like the, well, I can't think of them now. Like, you know how, like, just the different poses that people would do. So for me, a classic would be probably someone who did not realize that their picture was getting taken. So it's hard to describe that, but you could just tell that you're like, they did not know that they were going to take your photo there. <laughs> That's funny. Especially because they take your picture right when you speed off. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had one of those photos the very first time I rode Tower of Terror because I was just terrified and <laughs> did not know what was to expect. 
I didn't ride Tower of Terror until I was on my college program because I was that scared of it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's always a good time to, for a first time to ride Tower of Terror. Definitely. And I, I was with my roommates, which was fun. I think you were working yes. that day, but um, I think Probably Bailey was. and Colby dragged <laughs> me on it. And Colby <sighs> didn't make it any easier, but... <laughs> To say still great friends though for forcing yes, you definitely. to go on tower of terror <laughs> <laughs> and then tower of terror became my favorite ride and now guardians of the galaxy in disneyland is like the love of my life so how is that ride i've never been on it it's incredible so like i would say tower of terror in disney world is like you're falling but there's a parachute like you don't really feel you're falling but it feels like supported in a way the one in Disneyland yeah. straight up drops you like you're you're falling like you're just you go and it's it, I end up That's shaking true. at the end of it every time every single time but I love it. <laughs> That's so cool because I know what you mean now that I think about it it's it is kind of like that parachute like that you're kind of just bouncing up and down when you're on Tower of Terror. Huh? That's cool. Just, just like goodbye and <laughs> you just you fall and then the add it to the bucket. Guardians list. of the Galaxy theming is incredible and the music like that music adds so much to it like I got off the ride and I said if I could marry this ride I would like I'm that in love with it it's there's nothing like it well that's how I felt so I rock and roller coaster has always been my favorite ride tower of terror right up like next to it and then pandora flight of passage mm, yeah came into the world and that's probably my favorite ride but i just think it's so impressive have you done rise of the resistance yet no is that th that's the newest one that yeah, they put the out the newest correct? star wars yeah i have not i was able to smugglers run i believe is the name of the other one i was luckily able to ride that one twice but I haven't been down since they opened Rise of, Rise of Resistance. But I've heard great things, but not too many things because I don't want spoilers. Yeah, I do the same thing. I don't look at anything. I'm like, I, I want to experience it with fresh eyes. Yeah, I did. A, same with like Pandora. I did a very good job with not hearing any spoilers or Flight of Passage. So I had no idea even how the ride was set up. So when I realized how even like we were seated in... I the coolest thing. I just started freaking out. Yeah, that ride seat is so unique. I don't feel like they could really do that with anything else. I mean, I guess Tron, the Tron ro roller coaster, maybe. I semi-spoiled that for myself. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's still though, Tron is gonna be is gonna be so cool. I'm excited for everything new. The Ratatouille, the Tron, the <laughs> give me all the new rides. I want them all. Oh, I forgot about Ratatouille, yes. Hopefully that opens soon. Oh yeah. So out of all of them, you said that you're circling back to working at Disney. Um, you said that all of out of all the stores, Disney Days of Christmas was your favorite, right? Yes. And then Trendy, just because I was so comfortable with Trendy and I was there so often that I was familiar with the work, like the, I guess the day to day with what I should be doing. And then as well with the product alone and the merchandise, I was more, I guess I had a better understanding. So then that way I could help the guest find things easier since I knew what was in the store and where it was. And then I loved working at Star Wars as well. That was right up there in my top three. Did you find that you ended up buying more merchandise because you were in the stores seeing the new stuff come through? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Trendy, especially. I mean, trendy, like the name is very trendy. They have such cute clothes. I I would buy so much stuff. <laughs> At least we had the employee discount. <laughs> That's very true. 
Gotta love the holiday discount. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, until it ended on Valentine's Day and then you're you're out an additional 20%. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you don't buy anything until holiday discount kicks in again. You just have a list of Pretty things. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That holiday discount is very nice. So did you have a favorite moment in working in any of the many stores that you worked in? So I actually... In- for a moment, because I sometimes I just have too many moments that I really enjoyed that they kind of all blend together. And then I remembered this one day, it was raining. And I don't know about you, I always loved when it rained because everyone then just huddled in the store and then everyone would just start to chat with each other. And it would always be such like a wholesome moment because we're like, guests will be sitting down on the floor and we'll be chatting with them. And I don't know. I just loved whenever it rained. And there was this one specific rainy day. And I want to say it was actually, it might've been a hurricane. Oh, wow. So I think it was one of, or like the hurricane was on its way. So it was not just a a typical Florida 30 minute rain shower. Mm -hmm. And it had been raining for so long that our managers brought out this little bowling pin setup. Oh, cool. And me and my fellow cast member, she was my best friend at the time, we worked it. And so we just would get kids and they would bowl. We would say like, sometimes we would set up the pins. Sometimes they would go and set up the pins. They would think it would be fun. And I think we did, we played, we did the bowling for probably three, four hours. It wow. It lasted a long time, but it was so fun. That's such a special moment. That's cool that Disney has all these little hidden things behind the scenes that they can roll out in any time of uncertainty. I know, right? I thought it was so impressive. I'm just like, who knew we had a little bowling <laughs> set? <laughs> Is that the only time you saw it broken out? I think so. I know we've definitely mentioned after we learned about it, we were like, hey, can we bring <laughs> out the bowling set today? And they're like, no, it's too busy. Because mm-hmm. it is. Like, it would take up a good chunk of the store, especially with, thankfully, in co-op, we had that huge entryway and then all the stores are on the side. So we were able to do the bowling with the kids without, t- like, I guess, being in the walkway. But like I said, it was raining. A lot of people were kind of sitting down, waiting for the rain to kind of die down so they wouldn't get completely drenched, which I understood. Yeah, those Florida storms can be very nasty. Oh, yeah. And then have you had any magical moments that you were able to create for a guest? Yes. My favorite two, ironically, were not... I mean, I had plenty in Trendy, but my top favorite ones are when I was in Star Wars, I would stand outside with two lightsabers and I would ask people to battle with me. Mm. And so kids, adults, we would have lightsaber battles in like the front of the store. So much fun. And then my other all-time favorite was when I was working at Marvel and they had the hammer from Thor and I placed it on the ground. And so anytime, like say a kid coming in or out of the store, I would ask them, to lift the hammer. That was Aww. always great because, you know, me, I I can't lift the hammer. It's stuck there. And so, you know, some of these kids, they were worthy <laughs> and they were able to lift the hammer. That's so special. I had to make some of their days. Oh, yeah. And let's be real. They were all worthy. They were all able to pick up the <laughs> hammer. Of course. <laughs> I mean, kids rule the world at Disney. Oh, yes, they do. Do you have anything from working at Disney that you've taken away with you um, into like your job now or just in your personal life, something that you've taken away? What I would bring with me to future jobs to this day, the four, now five keys. 
So safety, show, courtesy, efficiency, and then they added diversity, which I think is fabulous and so wonderful. So I think the five keys makes it easier, not only for a such a large company. And so then that way we have a fabulous high standard of what we value and how we expect, I guess, to set that high standard for ourselves as we're working. So whether I'm in a job interview or I'm in the position and I'm working in the job, you know, I think having safety first and also having them in that order, I always felt was a good mindset to have in the back of your mind. So then you could quickly assess things, whether it be urgent or not really on a time consuming. So then you could have a better idea of your priorities within, you know, the job. Yeah, the four keys are super helpful at navigating any normal things that happen during the day or just uh, random challenges that pop up as well. Yeah. Is there anything from your program, like going into it, you had expectations? Is there anything that blew your expectations and just like changed uh, or was different from what you thought being a Disney cast member would be? I guess... The main thing was just the countless of memories and hard to put into words, but I guess just the experience as a whole was not something I had anticipated or I guess better yet prep myself for. I don't know. It's just you thought in my head, okay, I'm going down. I'm working for Disney for six months. It's an internship, being able to learn more about the company and see what it's like to work for them. And it is just so much more than a job. It's so much more than an internship. You're meeting lifelong friends. You, so many firsts, you know, like we were just, we were talking about earlier, it was like my first time moving out and living with roommates. And I definitely nothing that I could have anticipated, but it was perfect and definitely met any, obviously, it met any expectation that I did have and then went far beyond it. Definitely. It's a special time being a cast member in general, but I think also a CP and just getting to be there with all your fellow college students. Yeah, especially with the CP because we're all going to the job at the same time. We all had like our onboarding of when we were going into housing. So it's not like you're just starting a job and there may be a few other people that are new like you you have a group of people that are coming in and starting just like you. And so you're going in and you're taking tours of your zone where you're going to be working with your fellow CP or college programmers. So it's just, it's that very unique experience that I feel that I could not replicate or have somewhere else. What was it like moving into the Disney college program participant housing for the first time and having roommates? Oh my goodness, so much fun. I think the funnest part too is the everything leading to it. Like we would Facebook message. I remember Nikki, who I roomed with, her and I, we'd go back and forth about room decor and what we wanted our room to look like. So it was so exciting, especially for never living with anyone my age before. So such, it was So awesome. I loved it. And then you went on to room with Nikki in the future too, which is super cool. You got to form that lifelong roommate and friendship. (laughs) I know. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're talking and we were roommates. And (laughs) I know. Lifelong friends. Yes, definitely. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I don't want any of my college program friends to ever like be strangers. What would you 
give as advice to somebody who would want to apply for the Disney College program or just work for Disney in general? I would say keep trying always. I know for me, and then when I got talking to other college programmers, I was not the only person in this in this position, but I didn't get the I didn't get into the program my first time applying. I had initially applied applied for the fall and then I got the spring start date and then I ended up extending my program. So I ended up being there through the fall. So you never know, like say if you were really heart was set on the fall and then you get the spring, you still never know. You could work like continue working there. And then another big tip I think would be to use and take advantage to the online communities that exist. So YouTube, Facebook groups, there's so many people out there who have so much advice and experience that they could help you out, you know, whether if it's, you know, trying to get into the college program or getting a part-time position seasonal. There's so many Facebook groups and you can usually find one that's better suits like exactly what you were thinking within the company because, you know, there's a lot of different roles at Disney. There's so many different ways to work for the company, even just outside of the theme parks. They Disney owns a lot more companies than I initially knew that they owned, like the History Channel. Did not know that that was one of their subsidies, I think is the word. I remember, was it Traditions when they mm-hmm. gave the they put projected the huge collage of all the companies that they were either owned or affiliated with. I was shocked. And especially like reading someone, like you said, the history channel, some of them, I was just like, who knew that they owned or were affiliated to them? Yeah. And since then they've acquired giants like Fox and Marvel and Star Wars. (laughs) Oh yeah. The options are endless. Yep. So now time for the Magical Express round. So we briefly touched on your favorite attraction, which is Rock and Roller Coaster. Do you have a second favorite? (laughs) Tower of Terror, definitely Tower of Terror. I mean, because those are my favorite. They're like my original favorites. I grew up riding those rides. And then Flight of Passage is just so impressive. So, and I feel like also too, like you go on that ride, of course, it's going to like be bumped up to your top favorites, Um, especially with the technology now. It's so updated, but Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, my top favorite. The classics. What about theme park show like Fantasmic or Festival Lion King or Nemo? Epcot Illuminations (laughs) Reflections of You might be the only person that says that and it makes me sad because it's amazing. does not exist anymore. And then Fantasmic is mm-hmm. right next to it, but they're so they're so different. So, but Illuminations has my heart. I grew up watching Illuminations, whether I was just, we were still walking around, not really paying mm-hmm. attention to it, but I would hear it. It's the soundtrack. Yeah. I have a CD, it sits in my car and every now and then I will play the Illumination soundtrack and I'll just cry. It's fine. <laughs> but I had a lot of good buys with, um, illuminations so especially because i extended a lot of people that i loved they left so the first after the first six months so you know we would go and see illuminations and you know epcot's a good park to like just go eat food walk around alone and like de-stress from the day i guess (laughs) i love epcot favorite park there we go you answered the next (laughs) one is there a specific reason why epcot stands out among the rest i love the world showcase i love the representation for the different countries 
as well as I don't know. It's just there's something about Epcot. I just I'm with you. I yeah, I know Epcot's your favorite <laughs> Epcot's too. Epcot's biggest fan, girl. And, yeah, you could just walk around Epcot. There's no mm-hmm. expectations, and it's just. Especially when you know if you had a busier work week, I don't know. There's, I think there's also more space yep. in Epcot, or at least there it feels like no, there there's is. more space. I think it's the largest yeah. theme park besides Animal Kingdom, unless you take out the Safari, then it's the largest one. Right. Yes, the Safari makes up of probably half of Animal Kingdom. I feel like I think it's the same size as the Magic Kingdom parking lot, which is insane. And I think the Animal yeah. Kingdom parking lot's the same size as Magic Kingdom. I need to fact check this because. I've heard a lot of things, but there's some crazy facts about like something being the same size as something's parking lot. Wow. We're both going to be like (laughs) fact checking. What is it? I'll add a blurb in here. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to say though, um, the roommates, I think it was Bailey specifically really got me to love animal kingdom mainly because my family wasn't a huge animal kingdom fan. So when I grew up going to animal kingdom, I think I went like for, a half a day we never really made it a full day and so I really found appreciation in the details of Animal Kingdom it is a beautiful park I'm with you Bailey was the one that really drove me into seeing the magnificent details that is within the park I love how we all had like our favorites like Bailey was Animal Kingdom Lauren was Magic Kingdom Nikki was Hollywood Studios and it's you and me with Epcot <laughs> Yes. And it's funny too, I grew up Hollywood Studios was my favorite. I don't know. I'm still I'm still a little upset with them that they got rid of the great movie ride. Yes. That was that was that had my heart, so <laughs> it's understandable. But it's okay. I still love Hollywood Studios and now they have Star Wars, so And Toy Story Land. Yes. Oh, I love Toy Story Land. I've gotta say though, I had seen Toy Story Land in Hong Kong. So I already kind of had an idea of what Toy Story Land was going to look like, but they did have a few like changes of which rides. I want to say in Hong Kong, they have a ride where it's the Green Army Men and it's a parachute drop. And then in Florida location, they have the, it's the Green Aliens and it's kind of like the teapots. The saucer ride. The saucer ride. Yeah. Do you have a preference on Toy Story Land in Hong Kong versus the US? Um, They're very similar. Like, even when it comes down to the layout, I guess not the layout per se, but just the size of the section for Toy Story Land, I probably have a little bit of a preference of Hong Kong because that's the first time I saw Toy Story Land. So it was nothing like I had seen before because there was no Toy Story Land in Florida previously. And so probably, I guess I prefer Hong Kong a little bit more, but they're both fabulous. Do you have a favorite land, like Star Wars Land, Toy Story Land, uh, Pandora Land (laughs) within the Walt Disney World parks? So the Star Wars fan in me wants to say Star Wars, but there is such an oppressiveness to Pandora at nighttime. Mm -hmm. I love Pandora at nighttime. It is beautiful. The glow technology is insane. Yes. Yes. It was so impressive. I remember just being at all and then any person then who visited i was like okay we need to go to pandora at in the day and then we got to circle back and go at nighttime and they're like why I'm like well i'm not gonna spoil it for you <laughs> well pandora also <laughs> i think has some of the best food in animal kingdom so it's worth going back for i completely agree my other favorite is the market mm-hmm. because you could get like a chicken kebab Ooh, i loved their food over there too but i agree pandora phenomenal food 
What would be your favorite theme park snack and then favorite theme park meal? So my favorite theme park snack is a chocolate covered banana since I was little. And my favorite meal would probably be one of either the chicken like skewer that I would get at the market or I know this is like not I guess not the meal itself but the experience I love 50s primetime cafe Mm -hmm. and I get the same thing every single time which is salmon rice and greens and it's the same dish I get every single time I think it started because I'm not really I don't really like meatloaf and then I think the other main dishes that they have are fried chicken things like that and my mom doesn't like seafood, so she won't cook seafood. We've, you know, now I think she'll be more open to it, but it makes sense. She's mm-hmm. not going to eat it, so she's not going to cook it. So whenever I'd eat out at restaurants, I would get usually a seafood dish. And so I would always get salmon when I went there. And I did try their peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Very surprised with how that was. In a good surprise or a bad surprise? In a good surprise. I was very impressed. I think an underrated thing from 50s Primetime too is their chicken noodle soup. It's the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had in my entire life. Very good to know. I'll have to try it out. I've never tried it. I was sick when I went, so I didn't really feel like eating normal food. (laughs) But then you discovered their amazing chicken noodle soup. It might have just been because I was sick that it's that great. So actually, you might don't take my word for it. It, now that I'm thinking about it because <laughs> I know, was pretty sick <laughs> it doesn't surprise me though and I'm still going to believe you that it tastes good because that's what they're known for is that like home-cooked comfort food yeah and I just I love the whole atmosphere I love how they you know make fun of you mm-hmm. the banter with the servers and the 50s theme and yeah. all the different rooms like every single room is decorated and themed differently like It's like almost being in a bunch of different kitchens of different households. Yeah, they're really good at theming those restaurants. I really wanted to go to the one that's like the drive-in. What's that one called? Oh, um... Sci-fi diner? It's the sci-fi diner. Yep. I I had been there when I was little. We went for lunchtime. And they've changed the menu since. So when we went the first time, it was kind of one of those like, okay, we ate here. Super cool. I remember my family, they wanted to actually watch a movie, but it's a bunch of different clips that they're playing. But then I kind of was like, reminded them that if they play a whole movie, it's going to be hard to have people finish their meal Mm -hmm. and leave. They're going to want to stick around for the movie. So it makes sense for a dinner atmosphere to be having a bunch of small clips to be played on repeat. So then that way you're not coming in in the middle of a movie or having to leave and wanting to know the end of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, but it's very cool. You sit in the little cars and you get your food. I miss that. I miss the, oh, I didn't go there, but I miss that being right next to the, um, what's that street called that they obliterated during our program? Main Street USA? The one in um, Hollywood Studios that led all the way up to... I know what you're talking about. It had the stand, like the skyline. Mm-hmm. I forget yeah. the name of what Streets they. Of America was it? Maybe. I think it was Streets of I'm America. I'm like in the way back filing cabinet of my brain. <laughs> I keep thinking of Sunset Boulevard, but yeah. that's not it. That's where Tower of Terror is. Yeah, Streets of America sounds right. The one restaurant I always wanted to go to and I never went was Ohana's. Mm. I always heard great things. I guess last but not least, who is your favorite Disney character? I I always like to say Jack Skellington, but probably Merida would be, yeah, Merida. Did you meet her in the parks when you were in your program? 
I have, yes. And I was actually, funny enough, when Nikki was character attending Mm. and she was working with Merida one day and she texted me and was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be with Merida for these times. And I was like, I can be there. And so I was the last person. And so we were able to meet her. And I like dressed up, I guess, to Disney bound as Merida. Oh, and so it was it was super cute. And it was a very special day because I had been wanting to meet her. I just wasn't prioritizing the timing because she only meets for the two times of the day. So Nikki gave me the heads up that she was going to be working there. So then we could take the picture and it was a lot of fun. So I did meet her. That's super fun, especially Disney bounding. I love doing that with the character that you're meeting. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think I met her prior to that because I have two different pictures. Because the one that I got when I went and saw with Nikki working, I had my hair up. But there's a picture from a couple years ago that my hair was down. And when my hair is down and really long, I always got compared to Merida, but then it's interesting when you put me next to her, my hair did not look red. Really? My hair looks brown compared to her hair. Oh, wow. Because your hair is really red. (laughs) My hair is very red, so, but I love that picture because we're both like looking at my hair. Aw. Now my hair is so much shorter, but. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on Behind the Magic. It's really exciting to have you here. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was such a great time chatting with you and catching up. Of course, it's been really fun. Thank you for listening to Behind the Magic. At the end of each episode, we'll be giving a shout out to a small business. Today's shout out goes to Castle Creations. The store is run by Annabelle, Olivia, and Ellie Grace. They started their small business in May of 2020 as a way to cure their quarantine boredom. As avid Disney lovers, they were missing the parks and were sad about their canceled trips, so they decided to find ways to create their own magic. They sell mouse ear headbands and offer a variety of designs. They also take custom orders to help people create their dream ears. You can find them on Etsy and Instagram at Chop Castle Creations. Thank you again for listening. We'll be posting new episodes of Behind the Magic every Monday. You can also follow us on Instagram at Behind the Magic Podcast. I hope you have a great day. Bye.